After further review, as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. <laughs> he is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. We're back at it here on 88.3 WGTs after further review, finishing out the show here on a Saturday afternoon, beautiful Saturday afternoon after it's uh, been raining through the past week. Yep. And uh, basically, guess what we're going to get into? We're going to get into more NFL with the NFC South, the juicy story of the NFC South. Go ahead, David. I mean, there's a couple of storylines here and there, but I think to start... I think the Atlanta Falcons win the division. Uh, love probably eleven and five. They may get to twelve and four. I think adding um, Calvin Ridley is going to provide that offense with a boost that I don't think anyone will anticipate or expect. But yeah, like the offense is going to be good. The defense is going to be solid. I think the million dollar question is kind of when they get to the playoffs, will they poop a hammer? <laughs> Yeah, and can Matt and can Matt Ryan uh, be as good without Kyle Shanahan? Well, I mean, I think depending on the organization, sometimes coordinators get a lot of credit, but I think there's really no reason for him not to be good without Kyle Shanahan. I think, like we know, the game plan has been for a long time. Throw to Julio Jones. Throw to Julio. Throw to Julio. And now that you've got Freeman and Coleman as solid running back, you can open up the playbook a little bit. And now yeah. that you bring in another consistent number two wide receiver who is another big play target, that alleviates a little bit. So really, uh, the addition of Calvin really for a lot of uh, in a lot of ways opens up the playbook to be like, hey, we don't have to just rely on Julio Jones. To- a 1,500, 1,600-yard receiver. Now, yeah, he can get his 1,500, but we have a 12 to 1,500 guy in Calvin Ridley. They set records every year for throwing it to eight, nine different receivers in a game, so they have all the playmakers they need. So, playoff time is a big question. Yeah. And then we have another powerhouse in the South, the New Orleans Saints, who have another who have another quarterback who is also go- could be going up against Father Time as well, and that's Drew Brees of the New Orleans Saints. Saints. I mean, this is a this is a team. Ever people said if it weren't for the miracle in Minnesota, they could have went to the Super Bowl and possibly won. Who knows? I'm not. I'm not gonna let's say that they would have or not. But but I think this is the team that's got. Some uh, that's got weapons on offense. You, and Breeze has got guys to throw to Michael Thomas and Ted Ginn, a couple of uh, guys from Ohio State, and also, oh, right now their expected backup quarterback is one J.T. Barrett. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So, David, what are your thoughts on the Saints? Saints will probably finish 11-5 again. I think probably be a you know, wild-card team. They may make another deep playoff run. I think the more interesting story, rather than kind of Drew Brees being for all the time, I think is can Alvin come – will we see a sophomore slump from Alvin tomorrow? Like, kind of not a reject from Alabama, but decided not to stay in Alabama long for kind of – the his entire collegiate career goes to Tennessee. A lot of people are like, ah, he went to Tennessee from Alabama. How good is this guy? Then you get to the NFL, and everyone's like, who the bleep is this guy? Where did he come from? Then everyone's like, oh, huh. So I, I think that would be interesting. And then taking into account that Mark Ingram suspended for the first four games, now he's going to be really the feature back in a pass-happy offense. But again, kind of with New Orleans, the million-dollar question is, outside of a dome, can they be... Like, we know the, the reincarnation of the greater show on turf, but can't play every game inside of a dome stadium, even though I think the NFC is trying to be, like, all domes for some reason. So, yeah, I, New Orleans is going to be an interesting story, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, I think what USA Today had was the Saints and Falcons finished tied at 11-5, and but the Falcons with the division due to a superior record in common games. Hames. So, I guess we got that. And now we move down to a team that's got a new owner and some other new pieces, and that's the Carolina Panthers. What are your thoughts? What do we got for the Panthers? They they're projected to finish nine and seven. Yeah, that's about right. I would nine and seven, eight and eight is the range. I I understand kind of controversy in the locker room and stuff, but honestly, the the team was more of a blip when they made kind of that Super Bowl run. Like this team is really kind of an at best a ten and six, eleven and five as as their peak. But as we know what Cam Newton is, we know what Christian McCaffrey can be. We know who they are defensively. It's just, are they good enough to, to take that next step? Like, we talk all the time about teams that kind of find their way out of the hamster wheel every once in a while. But then they unmistakably find themselves back into that rotation, back into that rhythm, 7-9, 8-8, and 9-7. And I really feel like Carolina... Is, is starting to find themselves back into that hamster wheel possibility where now they're going to get into a string of 9, 7, 8, and 8. Not saying that all these guys are past their prime, because I still think Cam Newton has a little bit of prime left, but like the rest of the division is catching up to them, and they're not keeping up with pace. Yeah, I mean, I'm even... I'm looking at their defense as well. I mean, they've got... I mean... Luke Keekley still probably one of the best linebackers in the league. I mean, Tom, Thomas Davis is can still play, but he's getting old. I mean, they did get Don Terry. They have added Don Terry Poe. Well, I mean, I think this could be a this could be a solid defense for Carolina, but I'm not so. But again, I think they're still stu- they're going to be stuck in that hamster wheel as well. And I kind of agree that they're about third best team in the South Division. They're not. They're just kind of right in the middle. They're not bad. They're not bad enough to get like a top overall pick, but they're not good enough to win anything. 
That, that's how I see them. And then I guess we'll head further south in the south to the team that has looked like they'd be all right. And then Mr. Ida W., Mr. I Love Crab Legs, got suspended. Yeah, Jameis Winston. That's another interesting topic. So, and here, this is what USA Today says. That's short sweet said. Their offseason seemed encouraging until their quarterback got suspended. So, David, how cooked is Tampa now that Jameis is suspended? Well, I think Tampa for the last like three or four years has been kind of saying, hey, this is going to be the year. This is going to be the year. And then every year it's something that they, really and they go behind the eight ball. Yeah, so I, I really didn't think that this should be any different. I mean, Tampa Bay with the most boneheaded decision of the draft by not taking some pretty decent secondary players, kind of where they were kind of in this draft, knowing that that was a glaring need, you kind of put short up all the money in the front seven. But, I mean, there's a reason why statistically, a lot of people are saying statistically Tampa Bay one of the worst secondaries like in statistical history from last season. They really didn't address that need offensively. Yeah, you got a couple pieces here or there, but yeah, I mean they got they there there are decent pieces on offense. I mean they got Mike Evans, OJ Howard at tight end. They got guys who can catch the ball. Deshaun Jackson, I think, still has some good ball left in the tank, and then but running backs. Peyton Barber, I mean, had moments. Ronald Jones, I think, could take the starting job there. There and there, but defense, I mean, I'm going to go look at their defense right now, and uh, this defense is a far cry from from the uh, 2002 defense that won a Super Bowl. Well, you got... I mean, Gerald McCoy is still one of the best D tackles in the league. Vita Vea, who they drafted in the first round. Um, they have JPP now. And also up front, up, uh, their front four, I'd say, is pretty solid. Linebackers are kind of eh. But I mean, here's their starting secondary projected. Brent Grimes, who I guess is, is not the Brent Grimes of old. Chris Conte, who I believe Derek has said is hot garbage. Who? Chris Conte when he was with the Bears. Oh yeah, he was, yeah he, he he got burnt a lot. Oh uh, yeah, and then Justin Evans and Vernon Hargreaves the third. Heard so it was so yeah. That's their secondary is kind of poo poo. Yeah, this team is really in rebuild for long term. I mean, I knew the season probably wasn't going to be like a complete throwaway because they were obviously trying to be competitive to some extent, but yeah, this was really a rebuild throwaway kind of year. Yeah. For me. Which is unfortunately because like when he's not doing something controversial or stupid, James Winston has shown flashes that he can be pretty decent. So it's kind of like, can he get his head on straight? They're bringing in a new kind of chaining of the guard, running back. 
Like, this team is in that hamster wheel. Like, they are the motto hamster wheel rebuild for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. And like you said, how they need to fix their secondary well, especially when you play in a division with Matt Ryan and Drew Brees and they throw the football a lot. So I think we can agree. So I think you, David, you said Atlanta and New Orleans at the top with Atlanta being first. I, I kind of, I'm kind of with you on that. I honestly think it's a coin flip as to who ends up winning it. Yeah, I think it would be good on the head-to-head kind of record and the divisional record. I think Atlanta will probably go. I'll say Atlanta goes five and one in division. New Orleans goes four and two. Okay. So that'll be that tiebreaker. Yep. So that's the NFC South. Ooh, this is how the South was won, or will be won. <laughs> will be won. Who'd you guys have for the South again? Yeah. I think it's a coin flip between Atlanta and New Orleans. No Carolina in there? No. Was Calvin Benjamin right about Cam? Uh, eh, maybe. I mean, cause he, I mean, because Cam Newton without Calvin Benjamin has not been very well. But, I mean, at the same time, like, what has Kelvin Benjamin done? Besides like, coming to, to really, right? Besides coming to camp overweight. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if maybe he had, you know, stayed in shape a little bit better, maybe he would be. You know, Cam Newton would be better with right. him. Right? Maybe wasn't Carolina he, would have made a deeper playoff run with him? Well, did, wasn't he hurt when they made it to the Super Bowl? I think that year he was hurt half the season. Yeah. So it's like they really didn't need him. Like, like he was a good piece, and everyone was wondering, oh, you know. Maybe we can get, get Benjamin back. Maybe we can get Benjamin back. But, I mean, now he's in Buffalo, so he'll he's going to miss Cam Newton. We know that for sure. Okay, fellas. So what do you got, David, as we close this up? Uh, I mean, preseason in the full swing. Got one more pair of divisions to take care of Yeah, in the West. The season starts after Labor Day, right? Yeah. Yeah, the weekend after Labor Day. Okay, so by Labor Day, we'll have it all done. Wow, is that crazy? Yeah, we only have is the AFC West and the NFC West. We did the North a couple weeks ago. I think it's the first time in AFR history that we got the preview done before the season starts. Yeah. Wow, good good job, uh, uh, Frank and David. I, I, well, Try to give the people what they want. Right now, I know there's the N from ESPN ranking the NFL's most likely worst of first teams. Uh, and obviously they have... I'm trying to look at the uh, Houston Texans. Probably one of the worst teams that they have. Then you got to go into the Insider. But anyway... It's been a presentation of 88.3 WTs after further review. David, what you got planned for the weekend, man? Uh, more preseason football. Finish up these rankings, and next week we will discuss that Jalen Ramsey because I may or may not have a rant ready for Mr. Ramsey. Wow, he is locked and loaded for Mr. Ramsey. Or what about you, Frank? You, I know you like the juicy story, so well. 
Last weekend before high school football kicks off. That's right. That train's taking off, huh? Yep, it's gonna be. I've got. I gotta probably get together with the Brain Trust, and we gotta have our Week One picks posted. Who's the Brain Trust? That would be uh, guys who are also right for them. the founders, Chris Schultz and Gary Hoff. Also, uh, Michael Lush, who's another contributor. Michael Lush, that's a pretty cool name. Oh, cool. So you were at the Friday Night Victors, and we can see your material where? Make sure you give them a uh, shout FridayNightVictors.com. Okay. So I've got a few team previews up already, along with my schedule analysis. Mm-hmm. So give, give that a read, and before you know it, Thursday will be here, and the season will start. Okay, well, remember this sound effect? You guys are lock and loaded for the season, man. Yep. How we always, we're always firing on all cylinders, huh? Yes, we are. Mm. All right. David, you got you got a good weekend. Got down there in Ohio State, down there with your buddy uh, Zach Smith. Make sure he sends off some sex toys up to the WRTT studio. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, or Frank has some sex toys over to Elder Beerman. Oh, I mean, I mean Elder oh, Beerman's cl- closing, so it doesn't yeah, matter. yeah, it's gonna be closing <laughs> a few days, and uh, there will be nothing left. Yeah, you know, except for the sex toys. Right, exactly. Uh, no, I haven't seen any there unless somebody has stashed some somewhere secretly. You know what you should do, uh, Frank, while you're at Elder Beerman since it's closing, go in the bathroom and take a half naked picture of No, himself. no, 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 no. <laughs> Be like Zach Smith. No. Lots of the day is uh, don't do stupid stuff. Right, right. And you probably will get fired. Oh, yeah. Man, fellas, I really enjoyed this show. Thank you so much because next week I'll be out of town and I, I really, really enjoyed this show, man. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. been it's been a long week for me, so so to speak. As I, I don't think I don't think I told the fans or anything like that. Kind of got a little bit of a motorcycle accident uh, a couple of weeks ago, so uh, ankles coming along fine. Had a severe sprained ankle, a little bit of road rash. Yeah. Uh, bike got totaled though, so unfortunately, unfortunately. So um, I know it won't probably scare me off. I'll probably look for another bike. Um, probably not within this year though. Um, yeah. But you, maybe do what you got to do, man. Right, but get back. You know, basketball season's gonna starting up. School's back in session, except for Michigan. They always start after Labor Day. Uh, except, well, the parochial schools have already started. What? Yeah, the paro- yeah the parochial schools. What are they on their own uh, little schedule? Or yeah, what? The, the parochial only the public schools start after Labor Day. It was, isn't it like Rothstein's Child Divine School? Was that school you were talking about? Something of the divine. Dearborn Divine Child. Yes, Dearborn Divine Child. They've already started. See, yeah. I thought all schools, because of the tourist rule, started later. No, it's just it, it, only the paro- only the parochial schools. Wow, that's kind of crazy. So Dearborn's Divine Child. And Monroe St. Mary's Catholic Central. Of the Divine Child. No, they're just St. Mary's Catholic Central. Oh, okay, okay. And then there's also Detroit Catholic Central. Detroit Catholic Central, Ann Arbor, Gabriel Richard, Birmingham, Brother Rice. Yeah, Brother Rice is a no uh, Rattling off a bunch of Catholic schools right, exactly. <laughs> that I know of. Well, David, man, have a good weekend, man, and enjoy the weather. All right. Yeah, that All was, right, we'll do. Yep, that was David, the man of God, Harris, there on there. And uh, once again, you uh going to be doing football coming up. Yep, that's right. Oh, okay. And this weekend, what are you going to be doing besides working at Enterprise and taking half-naked selfies? I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> I'm not doing any of that crap. I will say that I do have a fantasy football draft on Sunday. That's right. Fantasy football is coming up. 
Are you gonna TJ who's your daddy? <laughs> uh, how long is he? he's been out of the league? <laughs> yeah, he's not on, on. He's a contributor on Colin Cowherd now. Yeah. What's what college did he go to? Ah, crap! I don't remember. Oregon State. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks, Frank. Man. All right. Thank yeah, you. It's been a presentation of eighty-eight point three WGTs. After further review, went over a little bit, but we had to get it in for you because next week will be a tape show for you for Frank. And David, I'm Derek Lawson here. And uh, make sure you listen to us on our podcast on SoundCloud, on iTunes, WHT After Further Review on SoundCloud and iTunes. It's just After Further Review. We'll be back same time, same place next week, 11 to 1 here on 88.3 WHT. Peace. We're out.